Fire. 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 Great job making the turret voice activated for Sister Carissa, Brandon. You are a great weapons expert. Thank you. That, you know, if, if anything else in my life, I could always just design guns. Yeah, I mean, I think you have a promising career in it. It's unfortunate that, you know, the war seems to be winding down and we're not really going to be needing uh, weapons in the future, but... Uh... You know. No, that's that's not true at all. We need a strong military at all times in case any fuck shit tries to happen again. We're keeping the military. Well, nobody else is gonna know anything about this place once. Well, we that's get exactly what Bertram thought when we came in. No, he wasn't prepared at all. That's why we're kicking his ass. Guess you're right. Yeah, I mean, we we really are. I mean, it's it's incredible how it turned around just a few short days. One, you know, <laughs> it's been a few months to say the least. I mean, it it all kind of blurs together when you're just constantly slaughtering goats left and right. Tristan, you really turned these sex hormones around. Thank you. They're, they're goat-killing machines. They really are. And thanks to our new special infantry division, the Chupacabras, they've been slaughtering goats left and right. They don't know what's coming for them. They've been using something I never even know about it called guerrilla warfare. Oh, yeah. oh interesting. So interesting. They're, they're sneaking up on them. They're taking them by surprise, and then they're just slaughtering slaughtering goats it's working very well i know we're making huge progress i can't believe we you know and we were able to make a plane out of the scraps of amelia's crashed airplane i'll, I'll take responsibility for that one too yeah brandon uh we're gonna have to make you a colonel after this oh who knew brandon of all people would be a weapons expert i know he's a he's a whiz with metal and all sorts of machinations i mean i'm, I'm really proud of you brandon well i always have been i just i got Autism. That's what. Uh, that was just my thing. Well, 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 I'm so proud of my autistic baby. I'm gonna get a puzzle piece tattooed on my lower back. I don't like tattoo sister Marvel, so don't do that. But I appreciate the sentiment. Mm, okay, well, I already got this semicolon tattooed on my wrist. Sister Marvel, when did you try to kill yourself? Okay, well, the semicolon's okay, but I don't want everybody to know I got autism. Yeah, Brandon, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you know, your autism has really been what has made you a good colonel, so maybe you should embrace it. After we raise another city, can we can we rename it Autistico? Autistico? Um, maybe we could call it just, like, something like Brandonopolis. How about that? I like it! Brandonopolis! Fire! 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 There are three innocent goat children left in the entire village. Do I kill them, too? I mean, the three innocent goat children now, but what do you think they're gonna be when they're grown up? Sister Carissa, blast them. Fire! 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 There's still another one! He's running away! Come on! Fire! Fire! You miss him. Sorry, Tristan. I will get him. Fire! Fire! That wasn't a confirmed kill, Sister Carissa, when we add up all of the kills at the end of the game. You know what I'm saying, when we add up all your kills, I'm not sure if you're going to be the next rank. Brandon's definitely going to be a colonel, you might be a sergeant or something. Oh, bullshit. After all of the firing and raising of an entire city of goats here on Goat Island, you are going to say that I don't contribute enough to be promoted? Wow. I, what's with the sass? 
I thought she's like an AI now or something. I thought we could control it, but is that just always how she's going to be? Well, it also has to do with the fact that, I mean, I am kind of just doing slaughtering and what that does to the human soul. Ah, uh, well, I mean, I don't really have to deal with that. Clark, why don't, maybe you could, like, talk to us something? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Sister Carissa. <laughs> I'm gonna go, uh, talk to the Chupacabras. Oh, you do that, Tristan, and you make, uh, get them, uh, prepared for tonight's raid on the palace, okay? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck else? You think I'm gonna go over there and talk about something else? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to Sister Carissa about the, uh, the souls of humans, so, I mean, things can flip on the dime. Well, I'm the major of the military. I'm doing everything. You gonna sit there and go over there and tell me how to do my job? Fuck. I'm sorry, Tristan. DG, take him over there in the GOAT ATV. You two get over there ASAP. <laughs> sure thing, dude. Oh, God. Sister Carissa, listen. The goats on this island are all mindless sheep who worship the ground Bertram walks on. They will never believe us when we tell them the horrible atrocities he has committed. Yeah, and those, those children he killed, they were already taught the lies from their parents, and you can't undo brainwashing. But we didn't even try. We just killed. I mean, I think she might have a point, Clark, but... I, I like the killing, so... Sister Carissa, there is just nothing that can be done about it. Now, unfortunately, Brandon has turned you into the best weapon that we have. I can't help it that you're on the front line, and there's a, some sort of a human cost to this. Now, if you want, we could, like, maybe turn off the human part of you until the war is over, and just use you as a machine. Somehow, I think that's worse than what she's doing. Because at least right now she's killing savages, and I mean, she's bringing peace and prosperity to the world. Yeah, exactly. Think of it like you're bringing peace and prosperity. Think about how much, you know, peace is going to be had on the island when we're done killing everybody. But there will be nobody left to have the peace. Sure there will. We're going to have to breed new goats, you know, and these goats will be bred naturally, not with the idea of having them turned into sex dolls. Yeah, I mean, clearly my autism is what allowed me not to be brainwashed. Um, so maybe we could, maybe I could be the donor goat. We could have a whole family full of Brandons. Yeah, I mean, the possibilities are endless, Carissa. D did I just hear that right? Clark, what is going on here? Why is Sister Carissa not firing? Well, uh, the town is pretty, this town's pretty much raised. We're going to, you know, set up shop here and then... Get ready for the raid on the palace tonight, and then the whole thing will be over. Keyword pretty much raised. It's not raised yet. I mean, there's a couple buildings we could tear down, but then where are we going to, like, sleep tonight? Sister Carissa, fire. 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 Oh, no. It is now becoming innate. I cannot even deny it. I am becoming more machine than human. What the hell is going on? She's having a, all sorts of identity crisis now that she's been killing goats. All of a sudden, she has a problem with it. Well, maybe we should just turn off her human part for a little bit. I mean, it's fine for now, but maybe we could just erase the memories or something? Uh, Beverly, what do you think? Just turn her off? I mean, I don't want... I mean, I like having her around, and I like that she's our best weapon, but... 
We can't have her be second guessing the morality of war in the middle of war. I mean, the- right? I mean, especially when we're almost done. We need our strongest weapon to be performing at its best. Right. Uh, but we also don't want to be known as an inhumane society before we create a new one. Well, uh, I mean, we three would be the only ones to know about it, right? You, me, Brandon. I mean, but if Brandon doesn't run his damn mouth, I won't run that, and I want to win this war just as much as you do. Beverly? Mm, well... Let's do it. Wipe it. Yeah, alright. Turning on... Sorry, Sister Carissa. Wait. Do you promise to please turn me B-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-
Do you have the megaphone? I have it right. Oh, my I can God. get it to work right, for fuck's sake. Clark, what, can you handle the megaphone? Oh, sure. <clears throat> oh. Can you hold the cue cards up? Yeah. Here. Okay. This is the first one, right? Uh, yeah, it looks like it. Okay, here. Okay. Bertram! Bertram Conley! We have you surrounded with, uh, all sorts of stuff, and, uh, all the cities on the island have been destroyed, and, uh, you basically, uh, you are done. What are you doing here, Clark? Uh, well, we're basically here to negotiate your, uh, stepping down, your resignation, Bertram. I will do no such thing. Yeah, you know, see, we thought you might say that, and, uh, we're giving you a few more seconds here just to really think about that. Well, can you turn down the megaphone? I can hear you just fine from the window. Oh, uh, sure. Sure. <clears throat> Now, uh, Bertram... Hold on, Clark, we got the megaphone for a reason. That thing cost me nineteen ninety-five. Well, I mean, if he can hear us, then it's not really... Do it your way. All right, I didn't mean to make you so upset. Uh, let me just... Bertram, we have basically... You, you have lost all support. You know, Big Red Penis Island has now taken over Goat Island and... I mean, Goat India. You've killed my support. I had support, and you killed them all. They're dead, yes. You're savages. You know better than me. No, 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 no. Now, see, we would never do s sex trafficking. That's the big thing here. You'll kill my entire country, but you wouldn't sex traffic, really. You really think that's worse? Yes, Bertram. I mean, you, you, you have this horrible god complex where you think nothing that you did is wrong. You sat here and you told me- you sat here and told me you created, you turned your brother into a giant red penis who has gone on to rape more than like 30,000 goats with your doing and your blessing. I did. I did, but at least they're not dead, Clark. They probably wish they were. Think about the children that you've murdered. Think about the children that you have had be born with fucked up assholes just so that rich people all around the world could fuck a goat. You know what, Clark? Fuck off! Oh, oh, oh. I have an M16 and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh! DG! DG, are you alright? Oh, brother Clark. It's gonna be alright. Get the medic! Oh, dude. Bertram just shot me, dude. He just got you in the arm, DG. It's going to be all right. Kill that motherfucker, dude. Kill him. We're going to get him, DG. We're going to get that motherfucker. We're going to fuck his day up. How much longer is it? No, we're ready. We're ready. Go, 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 go. What the fuck? Barbara. Barbara. Panic room! Panic room! Go! Go! Get them, sex gremlin! Get them! They got Barbara! You really? You really gonna- They're ripping her apart! You'll never get me! You'll never get me! I'm going in my panic room! Alright, everybody, he's in the panic room. Well, how the fuck do we get in there? Oh, Beverly. Beverly, 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 we already planned for this. <laughs> this is exactly what you said he would do, Tristan. I know. C4 explosive. Yep. Let's get it ready. 
I'm gonna equip it with L1, use my weapon wheel, come over here, yep. walk over, I'm gonna plant it. Alright, step yeah, back, everybody, everybody step back. Hey! Chupacabras, get over here. There's about to be an explosion. <laughs> step back and wait. Ignite. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh. Oh no. Oh my god, he's doing the Gustavo Fring thing where he comes out and strengthens his goddamn tie after an explosion. <laughs> you thought that would do that. You thought that would do it. Oh my god, and your face is half blown off. Never felt better. Whoa, 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 that's really fucking scary. He was just like that guy from Ranger Man. I'm not fucking Gus Fring. You might as well be. Alright, put him under arrest. Get your hands off! Get the empty balls off me! What do you think you're accomplished by this, Clark? Oh my god! They're pulling his skin off! It's all burnt! Oh! Oh no! I'm nothing but a meat suit and f bones! Yeah, look at yourself! You're very. you're like red meat! I don't think I can fit it because of the fentanyl I've been taking to deal with the stress! Oh my god, you're a drug addict? I'm not a drug addict, I merely take it for medicinal purposes. Oh, yeah, right. And I'm losing blood, so rush me to Dr. Xavier now! Oh, <sighs> rush you to Dr. Xavier, Beverly. Funny uh... thing, funny thing here. Yeah. Call 911 now and get Dr. Xavier over here, please! I'm dying! Why would we do that, Bertram? Why would we do that? This is the point of the whole war, was to get you I'm out. the only one who knows how to run the island! You're the only one who knows. You don't know nothing. You The rate, the way you have run the island has put it where it is today. I'm the only one who knows how to use the Fountain of Immortality, and if you kill me now, I will merely exist just whatever remains I have. Huh. Wait, that's what happened to Grandpa, so you would just be like a pound of flesh that is in extreme pain for all time? Yes! That's exactly what I'd be. <laughs> kind of sound, kind of sounds like a- Oh, you have some mercy in you, don't you, Beverly? Not, not really, Bertram, you're kind of a dick. You're one of the worst people. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we should just waste him now. Just put him in like a put him in like a box and stow him away. Yeah, just like he did to Grandpa, right, Grandpa? <laughs> I think we should do exactly what he did to Grandpa and let him suffer for all eternity and use him when we need to use him. I think we should bury him. Put him six feet under. Let him scream. Who's gonna hear his fucking screams under all that debt? You're right, and and he can't die. So right I mean... after we excavate excavate the palace. We'll put him under it. Well, I mean, I don't know if we'll completely excavate the palace. Don't, don't use mean... my palace, don't. Bertram, this is not going to be your palace anymore. I'll let you eat my liver, please. Oh, I mean, I definitely, I might take you up on that offer, because I am interested in eating entrails and other organs. Uh, well, I want to eat his liver first, because, uh, I don't know, I've just always wanted to try goat. So it might be bad. Brandon, you're a goat! You can't eat goat! Sister Marvel, that's
So you're going to tell me you're going to eat Bertram and I can't? What's the fairness in that? I'm not a goat! I'm not a goat! We're, go fuck yourselves, everyone. Oh, Brandon, come on. I mean, don't you want to see the payoff of the action? No, I'm going to go pick out my room. Come on, Sister Marvel. I'm gonna fuck your brains out. Ew. Whatever. I mean, as long as they're happy and out of this room. Please, I... Just, please. Bertram, Bertram. I'll save Princess Philheim, I will. Just keep me alive. You've already fucking ruined Princess Philheimer. How many times have you and Dimitri had to try to inseminate her this week? How do you know about Dimitri? We know everything, Bertram. You have no idea the kind of the kind of spy work we've been doing over the last few weeks. Apparently so, and uh, you killed my wife, and you've nearly killed me, if it wasn't for my immortality. Yeah, Barbara was raped and murdered to death. You raped her? Well, the sex gremlins did. They raped her and ripped her apart. That's exactly why you want... I don't... I don't fucking understand. Just kill me or something. Just throw me away. Those are sex gremlins, Bertram. Not humans and not goats. And we didn't do all this experimenting and we're not using a woman against her will. And we didn't turn our brothers into giant monsters against their will. Where's Chris even at? He's back at Big Red Palace. What about it? So he was too much of a pussy to even come here and confront me himself? He just had his fucking henchmen do it? It's not safe for him to be here. What's not safe for me either? I'm dying! That's the whole point! That's the whole point! Oh, well, you've got me there. Well, uh, alright, well, do your thing. Chop me up. <clears throat> Any last words, Bertram? Fuck you. Technically, I mean, they won't be your last words because, you know, you're going to be sentient and immortal for all time, just like what you did to Grandpa. I mean, yes, I will, but you'll never be immortal. Uh, well, not exactly true, right? Because I'm going to go dip myself in the fountain. Uh, you might know where the fountain is, but you don't know how to use it. Mm, okay, and what, do you think you're the only person who knows how to use a fountain? I'm the only one who was given the instructions. Okay, yeah. Why do you think the princess is not woken up yet? That's, uh, I mean, that's what you said it did, right? Yeah, that's what I said it did, because we've never done the last part of the instructions. Wait, what do you, 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 you are li you lied the whole time? Yes, of course I did. Are you dumb? She could have been woken up this whole time, and instead you're keeping- Yes! Tristan, what are you going to do about this? What, what do you- me? She's your wife. You're just going to let him keep her in the coma forever? Beat his ass! Okay! You stupid motherfucker tell me how to save my fucking girlfriend or wife or whatever the fuck she is. He's so burnt up from the explosion that his leg caved in completely. Oh my god. Sticks and stones may break my bones, Tristan, but I will never tell you unless you get me Dr. Xavier. Uh. Well... He's got us up against the rock and the hard place. Yeah, he does. What are you thinking? Well, he can't die, right? Well, yeah. Let's just decapitate him, right? Take his head. Put his head on a stick. Yeah. Take it out, march him around, show everybody we took over Goat Island and that he's dead. And, you know, then we can, like, actually take him to Dr. Xavier, or keep him alive, you know, and then... Good idea, good idea. I'll do it right now. Here, let me... Oh! 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 Yes. Oh. oh my god, that's brutal. Look away, Beverly. Oh, man, my body. It's disgusting. Alright, put me on the damn stick. 
Oh, yeah, that feels good. How's that, Bertram, with a stick up your fucking skull? Fuck you, Clark. No speaking while we're parading him around. Yes, you need to pretend like you're dead, or we're not, or we're just going to not take you to Dr. Xavier, alright? Okay. Play along. The war is over! That's right! Goat Island has a new president! That's right! And the new president is Clark County! In a shocking turn of events, it was not Big Red, who voters and Goat Island army fighters believed would be the following president, so a lot of people are feeling quite relieved, Nancy, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, and especially, you know, I kinda, obviously Bertram was a bad guy, otherwise he wouldn't have got himself killed. Here's footage of him being paraded around on a stick. Yay! If, if you move it just enough, it looks like he's talking. He's like a puppet on it. He's like Jalapeno on a Stick by Jeff Dunham. Bastards. Yeah, see, it looks like he's talking. On a stick! Jalapeno on a stick! Here, little girl, play with his lips. He can't do anything. He's dead. <laughs> see? Shocking stuff, Nancy. Really cool to see, though. Right, really cool to see an entire crowd of at least a million people shouting on a stick. It's hard to believe Jeff Dunham has this strong of a, 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 a hold on the culture to this very day. The sun is shining on a new day in Goat Island. There's a new leader, and all things look brighter from here. Signing out, I'm Nancy Sachs. And this is just her opinion. Hello and welcome to Motave. We're back, folks, and uh, this week we're back with a, a nice little alignment chart. Haven't done one of these in a while. But we have been, just uh, for over the years, but especially just in recent months, in private conversations, just constantly, it'll circle back to Grand Theft Auto. We love the series, we're huge fans of the of the content, and we're constantly... Absolutely. Constantly bringing it up in one way or another, talking about playing it, memories of when we played it, different characters, and especially Grand Theft Auto 6, which, you know, we've been anticipating for 10 years now. Yep. Almost. So a lot of the times we'll end up talking about things that we hope for in the new series, which inevitably talks about like, oh, well, I, I really want to see... <laughs> You know, I'd really like to see Vice City updated as the, you know, as the new map for Grand Theft Auto 6. Well, if you start talking about Vice City, how can you not talk about the original Vice City? And then you're talking about all kinds of shit. Right. There's there's like a never ending thing, amount of things to talk about with Grand Theft Auto. Truly. And one of those things are just the incredible characters that we've been given over the years. And, you know, last time we, uh, we aligned LGBTQ individuals. Uh, and this time we're going to be uh, aligning Grand Theft Auto characters, um, protagonists, but also some of the side characters too, because, uh, you know, just to have a well-rounded discussion, you know, you can't just talk about the, uh, the protagonists. Not a huge amount of protagonists in the series too. That too, especially because we excluded Grand Theft Auto 3, though I have played it and though I have like opinions about it, it's definitely not, I, it's hard to consider it. It's just not as good, obviously, being the, being the first like that in that style. Yeah. And I, we it, couldn't even remember his name just off the top of our heads. His name's Claude. Is the character okay. from yep, yep. Uh, Grand that. Theft Auto 3. But like it did not just stick out in my head as anything important. 
I'm pretty sure he makes an appearance in like San Andreas at some point. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there there is a, some crossovers in those original games, which I really I really loved, and like I loved in that era when they would release like the Grand Theft Auto stories uh, side mission or side games like uh, Vice City stories and Liberty City stories. Loved those side games. Ballad of Gay Tony. Yeah, exactly. The Lost and the Damned. Really wish we had had more of that for Grand Theft Auto Five, but instead they just said we're gonna do the online stuff and that's it for a decade and milk it for everything it's worth did you see the latest thing something called grand theft auto plus where it's a it's a new subscription for the online model where you get like by paying this like you know 19.99 a month you get perks in the game no, I didn't, but that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like you get like five hundred thousand dollars for it every month in your game account, and it, Damn. certain ca- certain cars that you're allowed to unlock that other people wouldn't be allowed to unlock. I'm like, I just I don't care about that shit. I want a new game. Right, <laughs> like, me too. Maybe if there's another game that wasn't like so old now, I would actually like maybe invest some time into the online. And if they made the online a little better with like, I want more like character options. I want to be able to like really like make my character stand out. Maybe even look like me, but you can't really do that. They just give you like a mm-hmm. presets that you can kind of fuck with. Yeah, kind of like a generic set of like, there's like six faces, six hairstyles, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I want customizable and I want lots of clothes options. I want to like. I don't even know what it would take for me to be more interested in the online aspect because I'm like, I'm just really not interested in it. I, you know, I liked it when we were able to play together. That was like obviously the best part, being able to, you know, play with your friend. But outside of that, like the heists and the, you know, buying your apartment and having like a, you know, your own car that you get, that part doesn't excite me because I'm like, I, I can already do that in the game sort of to an extent. Yeah, but I think there is an element like of like, the stuff you earn on online is like when you have something that's really yours, it means a lot more because you really had to work for it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and it is, I mean, like, you know, sometimes like I would in Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5, I would just play. One of my favorite things to do was fly to the Statue of Liberty and pretend that I was the security guard at the Statue of Liberty in Grand Theft Auto 4. And just, I'm like, oh, I'm going to follow traffic laws to get there. I'm going to like do all this like crazy right. shit. that's where I find more fun. And I feel like, you know, yeah, you can do that online, but it's just a lot more like, oh, there's, I don't know. The role play aspect is certainly really fun. Yeah. Which is why I think 5M is really fun too. If they had like a 5M for Grand Theft Auto 6, I guess it would be Mm -hmm. like 6M or something like that. Where you could really truly role play with a bunch of other people that are role playing. Mm -hmm. And like, like, if you're not following traffic laws, if you're not doing all that, like, there are actual police who like right pretty much on the clock that's how serious they take it like they'll pull you over and shit yeah i have like i have watched content like that and those are fun like just you know people that are good at it and you know entertaining at doing it it's fun to like watch stuff like that but i yeah there was just for some reason to it just never really spoke to me as much as just the actual playing in the sandbox of of the game yeah I mean, these just have always been, that's always been my favorite aspect of it is just the fact that it's completely replayable in so many ways. Yeah, Uh, there's tons of things you can do. The missions are fun to replay, like once you beat the whole game and then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to delete all my progress and start over and play the missions again. I hate doing that. I don't, I want to beat the story once and I'm done with it. Well, I agree. Like I like to do that, but I, sometimes it's fun to go back and play the missions 
again because they they do put a lot of fun missions into the game. They really do, especially yeah. in Grand Theft Auto Five. I mean, the, yes, in Five do. there were so many missions that were fun to play, especially like because obviously Five had the dynamic where you could switch in between characters. Yep. And sometimes like in the same mission, you would be switching in between characters from different like uh, when Michael is hiding in the back of Franklin's car, and then like you are playing, you know, and you get to interact with Michael in that way. So cool. I absolutely loved it. There's just so much about these games that are so classic. And, you know, what better way to sort of talk about the whole series than to align some of these iconic characters. So I guess one place to start, I guess, would just be to start at the top of my list, which would be Tommy Versetti, our protagonist of Grand Theft Auto Vice City. To me, one of the most iconic characters in the whole series. Can't speak high. I mean, he's played by Ray Liotta. Yeah, which is badass. (laughs) It's just cool. You know, he's... I love, like, the style of the clothes he wears and just the things that he says. I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a crush on him. Of course I had a crush on Tommy Versetti. Oh, my God. He's cute. I mean, you can't say he's not. I mean, he's, like, blocky as all live in hell, but I guess I see (laughs) I mean, yeah, you gotta, I guess you gotta use your imagination. You can't just take the uh, graphics at face value. Yeah. But he's, uh, you know, what can you say? I mean, right from the start, really, with... With Tommy, he's just, like, instantly kind of a bad guy. I mean, he's instantly on, like, you know, in on, like, the drug game and and peddling drugs through Miami and trying to become, the, you know, the, the big man on campus, I guess. And, and he's definitely got, like, some anger issues. You know, he, he, he likes to yell. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he's, uh, I don't know where to put him, though. He's, uh, he's, they're all kind of hard to rank. Well, the man is certainly not good by any means. I mean, he had like, Vice City is probably the one I played the least, although I did play it a lot. But didn't he have like a huge life of crime before all this? Like the man has just lived, breathed crime and. He's kind of like Scarface. I'm pretty sure at one point you like ignite like a gang war. That's true. That is true. Some sort of gang war, I think. Yeah, I mean, you take down you take down uh, Cortez and his like whole mansion, and go in there and basically kill and be, act like Scarface. I mean, so he's definitely psychotic. There's no doubt about that. I just Yo. there's something. I think I'm like swayed by the vibe of the game because like he's definitely psychotic, like more than anything. I yeah, mean, I mean, he clearly doesn't give a fuck. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking chaotic for sure. <sighs> but where chaotic evil i mean you really think he's evil because like i would yeah, say trevor he... phillips trevor phillips is definitely chaotic evil right i mean trevor like, is definitely chaotic evil like he is sadistic he's twisted and he's like literally insane so like i think he is absolutely do you think he's chaotic neutral tommy versetti yeah Maybe I mean because at the I don't think he definitely I mean like if you compare him directly to Trevor, it's like they don't have much in common other than the fact that they are both you know crime lords. But you have to think if we're starting off with putting Tommy Versetti, who's killed like so many people, just to like advance his own kingpin operation <laughs> in Miami. Yeah. If we're putting him in chaotic neutral, You're what right. is that? I mean, certainly chaotic evil is a is a scale. Trevor's definitely at the bottom. He, I think he's the most chaotic evil of them all. Yeah, I think he's got to be there for sure. I think Tommy Versetti is chaotic evil, but... <sighs> <sighs> 
It's so hard to say. It's so hard to say. Because, I mean, honestly, with with that criteria, almost every single one of these characters, I mean, they all have a hit list. You know, they all have people that they've killed. So couldn't they all be chaotic evil by that standard? You know what I mean? Kind of, but, you know, this could also bring us into a discussion about Nico. Okay. Nico was doing all of his shit just out of sheer circumstance. He didn't want to be doing that. The man was a child soldier. You're right. The man lived, breathed war from the second he was like, could perceive it. And like, he wanted to be out of it. He, he was like coerced into doing all this. And like every mission is just like, what am I getting myself into? I don't want to be doing this. You're right. You're right. Tommy Versetti was instigating it. You're right. He said, I'm going to come down to vice city. I'm going to fuck this shit up. I'm going to make this shit mine. I'm going to make a name for myself. You're right, and he successfully did that, and he made the connections to do it, and he didn't look back, and he killed whoever was in his way through whatever means necessary. Yes, he did. Including, like, swarming Diaz and swarming Cortez's house and, like, going through and slaughtering every single bodyguard and then killing the man himself, then taking over and living in his house. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess you're Shamelessly. right. Shamelessly. Right. Tommy Versetti, chaotic evil. I'll, I'll, I'll relent. There it is. But you bring up a good point about Nico, because, I mean, truly, I mean, you think of Nico the whole time. He's like, I'm like, he came here for family and for American yeah. dream. He really wanted to turn his life around. He fell into the wrong crowd, because, I mean, honestly, by the time he got to New York, Roman, who was also on our list to be, to be aligned, Roman had already gotten... Uh, associated with the wrong crowd, right? I mean, because basically yeah. by the time Nico gets here, it's like, hey, I'm already deeply in debt. Like, one day Roman is just, like, captured and put in the back of a fucking... One of the first missions. Like, you yeah, gotta, like... Go rescue him because he's in the back of a trunk somewhere by with some loan shark. Yep. Eventually they have to, like, burn down the taxi depot that Roman owns. Yep. For whatever reason. So, like, it, it, you're right. It, he really was thrust into this awful situation it really i mean nico is probably one of the most tragic characters in all of the series yep so i i think that in terms of like the horizontal aspect of this chart between lawful neutral and chaotic i think nico really stands a chance to be somewhere in neutral because i don't think he's a bad person i don't think he doesn't exude chaos because everything he does he's doing for a reason even like even if it's just like by all means necessary i have to protect my family that's a natural human instinct. You're right. And I mean, uh, you know, he does kill a lot of people. There's no doubt he, about he that. He does. He did. But I don't I don't think there's evil in his heart necessarily. No, it really it's like all circumstantial. You know, it all arises out of like, well, you know, I got involved with Brucey and now Brucey yep. is, you know, I, I need to go save Brucey. So obviously, like, I'm going to kill all the people that are about to kill Brucey. <sighs> but then again, a normal person wouldn't kill Right, like, wouldn't, why, I mean, you know, he, he has something wrong with him where he's like, well, obviously I can't call the police. Right. So, like, he's clearly, he's got something, he's definitely in, he, he's definitely a good case for neutral, because no, obviously nothing he did was lawful. I mean, you, <laughs> no, you can't, you, you can't say that by any stretch. So, I don't know, do you think, I mean, is he true neutral? I don't know, because he, you could say neutral evil with all of the uh, evil aspects of what he had to do to get to where he was. But, he, well, but I can't say, I can't even let that go for even a split second. Nico and evil doesn't go together It at doesn't all. really. He's not evil in, by any stretch of the imagination. A true neutral, you think? Maybe, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It just seems weird. Like he's not chaotic, like you said, because like chaotic neutral is also an option. But he's not very chaotic. I mean, he's he's pretty straightforward. I mean, he just keeps getting in these awful situations, and he's not lawful. So I think the only place we can file him is true neutral. Yeah, um, but I think you know, obviously, while we're on Nico, why don't we talk about Roman? Yes, I was thinking the same thing. Because Roman's always getting himself into trouble, but I feel like. <laughs> He also has good intentions. Like, I don't think... I think he's just too dumb. Yeah, I was going to say, Roman's a big idiot. Roman is a <laughs> fucking idiot. Like, he gambled away money. He borrowed money for the his taxi depot that he knew he was never going to be able to pay back. Yep. He got them involved in a lot of shit. Like, all of the shit. I mean, he basically had Nico come to America under false pretenses to help him with all of the situations that he got himself involved in. Yep. And on top of that, he's annoying as shit. Yes. In in this game, they introduced the the thank God that it didn't carry over much into Grand Theft Auto Five. But the idea of like calling your friend and hanging out with them and building relationships with the characters in the game, it was a cool idea. But it really just became more annoying than anything. Yes. The, the missions that you got to go on like weren't fun. It's like oh, we're gonna go get drunk and play darts. Like is probably the coolest thing we could do. I always thought strip club was the coolest. Well, that too, of course. Yeah, because you could, you know, go... And That's where he he would always call me and be like, you want to go bowling? And I'm like, exactly. sure. And then I would pick him up and then I'd just go to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. One of my favorite things to do was to agree and then just like get in a car accident <laughs> on the way there. Like get into a really terrible car accident on the way there so that we didn't end up going... You know what was really annoying about Grand Theft Auto 4, though, is that like if you're just trying to like sandbox it in the middle of playing the game... Mm-hmm. And you're just in between missions where, like, the mission is, has to be instigated by a phone call. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you get the phone call, like, every, every five seconds. Yes, it's so fucking annoying. It's like, I'm trying to just play the game right now. Just, like, have fun messing around. That is one of the best parts, especially in that and the fact that, like, usually that means, except in Grand Theft Auto Five, up until that, every, you know, the map was, like, blocked. You couldn't get to certain areas. So it's like you really had to get through all the missions to really get the full experience of playing the game on sandbox. Cause you wouldn't be able to go all the way to the certain parts of the islands. You wouldn't even be able to unlock certain right. areas of the map. And then eventually you had, you know, you'd have all these people calling you. I mean, I, I think it was glad that they got rid of that by the time, yeah. you know, in Grand Theft Auto five, you could just go and explore the whole map from the beginning of the game, which was awesome. I know. Right. Yeah. I think we all love that. So Roman Bellick, uh, he's certainly, I mean, he's got to be chaotic, right? I mean, he's he exudes chaos. Yeah, I think he's a good contender for chaotic good. Chaotic good. You could say, yeah, maybe, I because... Mean, actually, no. Chaotic neutral, maybe? He's a liar. Yeah, I think chaotic yeah. neutral he's a good contender for. Yeah, because like you say, I mean, he's not necessarily evil. A lot of his things are just like, he's stupid. His negligence causes chaos. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think you're right. Roman Bellic, chaotic neutral. And I think Tommy Versetti, going back to this, is closer to Trevor than he is to Roman. Yeah, for sure. When you get Roman in this category, yeah, he's definitely a lot more like Trevor than he is Roman. Yeah. It's just so sad to admit it that Trevor and Tommy are so much alike, because Trevor is like just absolutely insane and honestly disgusting he is disgusting so it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to compare them because like tommy uh i think uh, you know just exudes sex appeal 
Oh my god. (laughs) So, CJ Carl Johnson, the protagonist of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Gotta say, I loved this game when it came out. Called off school, went to the midnight premiere. It's awesome. You know, stood in line at GameStop and got the game. Uh, with my dad and Alicia, and then uh, went home and played it for hours and hours and hours. Loved this game. Loved at first, I really thought liked the idea that you could like you know gain weight or like uh, you had to eat and you had to like get muscle. I, I really liked that idea. Now I think it's annoying. Now I think it's stupid as fuck. Yeah, because like I hate the missions where like they introduce those mechanics and it's like you have to go to the gym, you uh-huh. have to go get a. Fu- I like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yep. But you can't blame CJ for that. No, I mean <laughs> clearly not. But CJ is kind of like Nico in the sense where a lot of his was circumstance. Mm-hmm. You know, because he had like ran away from his family, kinda, and the whole gang back at Grove Street. I think I don't necessarily was it to live like a better, clean life. I think so, but part of me also feels like didn't he go to prison? No, I think he just left to go to Liberty City. Oh, and then his mom died, right? Yeah, and that's why he came back. And then everybody's just sort of like, CJ, where you been? Why'd you walk out on Grove Street? Mm Mm-hmm. And he kind of falls right back into the the bad crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's I think it's the it's the fact that he definitely you know has the aspirations to be not that, but he really throughout the game sort of becomes like the head of the gang and kind of starts calling the shots through the turf war. You know. Yeah, but a lot of it's just to get the ballas out of his neighborhood. You're right. You're right. I don't know, but he, he I don't feel like CJ has as much depth as other characters. It's kind of hard to place him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, that game, I don't know. It's uh I don't know. The story isn't as uh, exciting about that game. No, not really at all. So well, none of them can be considered lawful. No. <sighs> I I don't know is is CJ going in true now nah, maybe like chaotic good but still good 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 is a hard is a hard sell cuz none of these men are good but true neutral doesn't seem no. right either no it doesn't maybe chaotic neutral chaotic but that neutral. also puts him in the same place as roman but they're kind i mean i mean He's definitely, I think it's, I think it fits for CJ just because there's, it alludes to the chaos of his upbringing and the awful, but it gives him enough credit by saying, but it's a lot of the circumstances that he was brought up in. It would have taken a lot for him to overcome this and not become a a gangbanger with his upbringing. So like, I think neutral, you know, by putting him in neutral, it really gives him a lot of credit. True. Okay. I see that. Okay, I'm happy with it. Okay, we've got two more lead characters to place, but I think any conversation about CJ also has to have a conversation about Big Smoke, who I think is just one of the funniest names of any character. Yeah, I mean, who could forget? I'm a number nine. <laughs> right. And a number nine in a Diet Coke. <laughs> one of the funniest scenes in that game, of course. But I'm pretty. Doesn't Big Smoke have a huge like betrayal in the game? Yeah, he like, does. Isn't he a, he's a Benedict Arnold type. It's kind of similar to Lance Vance. Yeah, Lance Vance is a huge, huge betrayal. Yeah. So like, I feel like Big Smoke definitely, whatever, wherever he goes, has to be an evil, right? I mean, like, I'm pretty sure Big Smoke had been working with law enforcement to kill sweet who is i think cj's Mm -hmm. brother and then that's and then i think cj's mom accidentally died from that ah shit i know i know he meant to kill sweet and that's like what the big portrayal was and like 
potentially I think maybe his mom died in the process. But maybe that could maybe I could just be getting everything mixed up. Yep. Carl finally realizes the true colors of Smoke and Ryder and how they are complicit in his mother's death. Yep, you're right. Yep. So that's evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, de- that's definitely got to put him down in evil. I don't know if Big Smoke is chaotic evil, though. You think he's just neutral evil? I like think he's he neutral evil. flat out is evil. Yeah, that's just like, that is flat out evil. And not only that, but he's also instrumental in getting CJ back involved in the life of crime. Yes. And, I mean, flat out killed his mom, essentially, yep. um, by being a turncoat. Nothing worse than that. Snitches get stitches, and Big Smoke goes into neutral evil, for sure. Yep. And then I think when he died, like, he admitted, like, yeah, I just did it all for myself, and I did it all for money and shit. And I'm glad that I'm pretty sure you get to kill Big Smoke, don't you? Yeah. We yeah. Get to, yeah, as you get to kill Big Smoke and, you know, a spoiler alert for a 20-year-old game. Right. <laughs> but you mentioned Lance Vance, and he's also on the list. Now, this is, for me, of course, you know, Vice City was my favorite of the series. And to me, Lance Vance is such an iconic character to be to discuss i mean he is just by the time he shows up in vice city you know he's just this cool ass guy who wears a white like crushed linen suit you know he's this tall black guy who wears a crushed like white linen suit and he's got this incredible white uh sports car i can't remember which one it is from the game but he's like this cool ass guy. He, you know, he shows up and helps you with some missions from time to time. You know, you two take on like this sort of brother brotherhood kind of thing. Like yep. you and Lance Vance are gonna take down Vice City together. Yep. And then Lance Vance betrays you just like Big Smoke, uh, because Lance Vance also wanted had his own stakes in Vice City and his own desires to to move ahead. But it's so hard because he was like, he's so cool. And he like works with you for like the most of the game, you know, unlike where kind of like Big Smoke, if you go back and like you rewatch it, like, yeah, he's involved in a lot of the missions, but you kind of always get this like, yeah, well, he's not really my friend. Yeah, true. Because CJ is always kind of on the edge with the people in the gang. And the Lance Vance thing, even when I was replaying it most recently, it really still surprised me. I'm like, I can't believe that that happens. Gotta be an evil category, right, for Lance? I mean, is that does that automatically... Yeah, I'm thinking neutral evil for Lance. Because, again, it's the it's the it's just the utter betrayal. Like, how is that anything other than just flat-out evil? True. You know, Lance also... Uh, makes an appearance in Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories because his brother, Victor Vance, is the main character of that game. Uh, and you get to work more. That's a really interesting game because, like, you get to work more on, uh, like, building your business. No, oh, really? I don't think I've ever played Vice City Stories. It's re- honestly good. And, like, you could, it has the exact same map, of course, but you can take over... You know, you you buy brothels, take them over from a, a rival gang, and like build them up and upgrade them. And that's cool. You'll get random like calls on your beeper, and it's like, oh, the brothel on Main Street is under attack, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> you like speed over there. It's a cool game, yeah. Yeah, they kind of have similar things in five. Yeah, it's a cool game, honestly. Doesn't get enough credit that or Liberty City Stories. Of course, I don't. I don't remember anything about Liberty City Stories, the one for PS2. I do not remember it at all. But I did play it. <laughs> so back to some of our main characters here. We've got Michael DeSanta from Grand Theft Auto Five, one of the three main protagonists of Grand Theft Auto Five. Michael's clearly evil. You think? Yeah, I mean he. Kind of seems like a real sociopath. 
He does have definitely sociopathic tendencies. I mean, he wants to live a life with his family, but he also, like, fucking hates his family. <laughs> True. And when we play as Michael, we go and literally blow up his family, like, over and over and over again when right. we play as Michael. So, I mean, like, that fucking obviously hilarious. makes him seem like a sociopath. But, you know, I, there's the, you gotta give Michael credit, though, because he, he did officially leave the game, you know, in the opening mission there. Only because he was forced to. True. But, you know, he faked his death. He left the, the gang. He, But he bragged about everything he did any chance he got. You're right. And definitely evil because he betrayed his friends and got his one friend killed. Which yeah, I yeah, really I forgot about that. The, yeah, which I don't think that was ever even, like, supposed to be part of the original plan like but he still was gonna sell them all out for his own gain to like just go and live a better life out in los santos yeah he's definitely i mean you can't trust him as far as you can throw him and he's a portly fellow so you couldn't throw him very far <laughs> he's very violent i mean he goes on that thing when he when he finds out like the tennis instructors fucking his wife yes and goes yep. and like runs him off the road the yoga, and all that was shit it the tennis or yoga guy or maybe yoga instructor yeah that's right it was the yoga guy but, I mean, he and he, the whole time, even then, when he gets kind of drawn back into the game, he's still working with that FBI guy. Like, he still has that connection. True. Uh, with the guy from the FBI. So, like, he is he, is he like, lawful evil? Because he's, he ends up working with the law so much that he, you know, he's kind of able to... He gets what he needs, and then he's like, all right, I'm going to turn my friends in and get out with the law while I... He gets to walk away scot-free, but he gets to take all of his money, he gets to fake his death, and he gets to go to Los Santos. True. I guess I could see that. Because, I mean, he's definitely... Like, he's a sociopath. Like, you could easily, just as easily put him with Trevor and Tommy in the chaotic evil category, because, like, he... He does bring a lot of... He has, like, the anger issues that definitely make him seem, like, chaotic. I think because he's so far in the middle, I think he's a good candidate for neutral evil. Neutral evil? Because he could be chaotic evil or lawful evil. You're right. And, I mean, and it's like, how much does he really do with the law? Because, I mean, he doesn't keep that guy abreast of everything. And, I mean, the whole point of Grand Theft Auto Five is making heists, you know, doing super heists. Right, super, super heists. So, but it's, and and it's interesting, though, because if we do put him in neutral evil, he would be in the same category with Big Smoke and Lance Vance, who also deeply betrayed their friends for... Yeah, well, seems like that's where he should be. Yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. Michael DeSanta, neutral evil. We're definitely filling out this bottom right-hand quadrant. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's been able to get out of this bottom right-hand area. Speaking of Michael, though, and the absolute heists that we uh, do in Grand Theft Auto V, lots of fun missions, including setting up for these heists uh, and getting all of the uh, necessary equipment that a Lester Crest gets you to yes, set up. super hacker man. He's a super hacker. He seems like he lives on disability just because yeah. like, he's got, like, Total he just, like, beard. seems like the type of guy. I loved the mission that first introduces Lester where, like, you blow up that guy. I think that's one of the best missions ever. Yeah, and you, like, go to his house, and you're, like, getting the email. You're, like, f planning this whole thing out, and you, like, that's when he first introduces Lester, and he helps you with the device that's going to end up blowing up in this guy's ear. And, you know, you constantly go back and deal with Lester. He's a weird character, and I don't really know where to rank him because he's a, he is so smart 
and like almost like an idiot savant and he's like completely aware of what's going on and involved in everything and definitely is a part of it like has you know gets a percentage somehow seems disconnected from it at the same time right like he he's not going to be the one that's going to be like the first person called to be arrested but if they ever figured it out like he is involved in so many crimes and and not only like involved in them but a key a key strategical member in these in these heists True. and all of these he could not none of these things could have happened without him it's hard to call him evil though he doesn't seem evil yeah he doesn't seem evil like it almost seems like he is he's just so smart and he became such a good like hacker that he's like i'm just gonna take matters into my own hands and because, I mean, for a lot of it, up until he gets involved with the, you know, with Michael and, and Trevor and all of them, he's he's doing, like, uh, hacking, like, stock market stuff, like, manipu- like white-collar crime, more like right. white-collar stuff. So he definitely seems like he's just using his powers uh, for what he believes is good, taking down tech companies and... And, and increasing his own stock portfolio while he does it. But it, it seems like not a place from evil, but just from a, like, I'm smarter than everybody. True. I mean, he might be a good candidate for true neutral as well. That's true. That's true. Because he's not good. I don't think... No, he, he's not good. You definitely no. couldn't put him in good. And he's not lawful. And he's not chaotic. So, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, he. Be, I think I'm going to... I think we'll put him there. True neutral. And this is clearly GTA standards, because I couldn't imagine... If we were comparing him against other people, putting him in neutral, <laughs> right. like compared to like Ellen, he's not neutral. Yeah, right? Yeah, no, no, yeah. It's all it's all based on the uh, the alignment of, of the other people around him too. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. We got a few other minor characters that I feel like we should knock out. One being Gay Tony had his own spinoff series of Grand Theft Auto for the Ballad of Gay Tony. Yeah, I don't really know that much about Gay Tony though. Gay Tony is an interesting one. Uh, definitely of the two that came out on that uh, expansion, which I can't even remember what they called. Was it just Liberty City Stories again? Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories? I thought it was the Ballad of Gay Tony. Well, because that included two games. One was the Ballad of Gay Tony, and the other one was the Lost and the Damned, Which, uh, but I think they sold it as just Liberty City Stories. Oh, oh, yeah, I think so then, yeah. And of the two, you know, the Ballad of Gay Tony was more like it took place in nightclubs, and it was about, you know, drugs and excitement, like you jumped out of planes a lot and helicopters and, like, skydive and that kind of stuff. And the Lost and the Damned was fun too, but it was that was the biker one, and it was yeah, you, know, yeah, you played really as the fun. the biker gang, and it had a it, I think I think uh, the Lost and the Damned had the better story, but the Ballad of Gay Tony was more fun to play. I liked like the way that it looked and the visuals and like the lights and being able to like run a nightclub and then like go into the nightclub and uh-huh. entice somebody to come over and then they go and like fuck in the bathroom. It's hot. I mean, like it was cool. <laughs> you know, it was cool. And Gay Tony, I think, is an interesting character because he's. I mean, like he was definitely. You don't play as Gay Tony, which is interesting. You know, you play as Luis, I believe, and Luis ends up. Uh, starting to work for Gay Tony, who, you know, is the owner of the nightclub, owner of all these different nightclubs in town. And, you know, he obviously has some sort of poor business dealings because he's, he's definitely a criminal. Tony has a lot of debts. And it, part of this comes into play with in Grand Theft Auto 4 with, like, the diamonds. You remember the big, like, diamond heist that you have to yeah. do in Grand Theft Auto 4? Mm-hmm. 
that turns in that's like a mission that shows up in the main game and then you play different parts of it in both of the expansions uh-huh. so like uh, i remember like the biker gang had something to do with that and then also gay tony who was trying to you know make trying to pay off his his debt you you might have to make the call on this one because i don't really that's we they end up having to kill gay tony is the main thing and you know i just for the i the really only reason i included gay tony was just because his name is so like iconic uh-huh. like what a name gay right. tony gay tony for i mean, sure. <laughs> like a great name for uh, a thing but he is definitely it's hard to say he's evil uh, so I, I lead towards neutral. I think I'm going to put him chaotic neutral because he, you know, you can't, he's hard to keep up with. He's got a lot of business dealings. He's got the chaos of like Roman where he's got all of these debts and he doesn't, he, you know, all of the events basically that transpire, including his death, all are arise because like the man has horrible business dealings. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think, I think we'll put gay Tony <laughs> in chaotic neutral. Okay, I'm happy with that. We've got two more characters here, or three more, but two of them to go together, so I'll include the one that doesn't go together. The only female on our list, her name is Karen Daniels, but we know her as Michelle. Michelle. In Grand Theft Auto 4. This one is what I think could be the wild card. This is definitely a wild card. If anybody is going to be lawful, it would be Michelle. Yeah, exactly. Michelle... But Michelle is, uh, I mean, this was truly, I was not expecting to be so gut, (laughs) just an absolute, absolute gut punch while playing Grand Theft Auto 4. Poor Nico gets involved with somebody, of course, through Roman, gets involved with Michelle. You know, you have to take her on dates as like part of the mission and you start to like get to know her and occasionally like she'll call and you'll go on dates like outside of the game, like outside of the actual mission. Yeah, which I always thought was really cool. Me too. Like I really got to like Michelle. I'm like, I like Michelle. I liked the dating aspect. Me too. Like sometimes I would call Michelle and be like, let's go on a date. And when she would say yes, I would get excited. I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to have Nico and Michelle go on a date. And like, you know, sometimes you'd get invited up and you two would have sex. Which was awesome. In the hot coffee scenes. Loved that. And come to find out Michelle is a rat. Yep. Working with the FBI, I think. She, yeah, I think she works with the FBI and she's like also part of the like, uh, the, she's like a journalist. Oh, is she? And so she's, yeah, and so she's been, like, writing this, uh, you know, providing information and, and writing information on on this, like, underground crime ring, and she basically just absolutely breaks Nico's heart when she, she comes clean with it. Yeah, and know? I kind of thought that she really, like, enjoyed Nico, too. I, th- Me I too. think that she actually grew to, like, see what we saw in him, that he wasn't really a bad guy, but he's doing this a lot of this for family and because in mm-hmm. a circumstance. And there was nothing she could do about it. Like, she couldn't she couldn't change the fact that, like, he's a criminal and she's, like, working with the FBI. I don't think she meant to catch feelings, but she did. And then she was unable to separate herself and be like, actually, I really like this guy. I'm not going to do this. Instead... She's like, I actually really like this guy, but I still have to do this, so I'm going to, like, break up with him and still go through with doing it. Yep. And I think that makes her a true case for evil. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, Zach, that's her, it's her job, like. I know, like, but so she, she is, can, she's, she's, she's doing what she thinks is good. I know, but, like, it is, she really leads the man on. I mean, But that's what she, you have to do in those sorts of situations, like, in a honeypot situation. <sighs> 
But it's evil then, don't you think? I mean, think about, I mean, Nico didn't deserve that. Nico did not deserve True. to have somebody essentially like play him. Like obviously she couldn't just be up front and be like I'm try I'm spying on you, but like did she have to like literally like make him like fuck him? Like she fucks him. She fucked him. She didn't have to fuck him. Yeah, but I th- I don't think she did it maliciously. I think that she made a mistake as a person. Ah, uh, so what are you thinking? Where do you think she goes? I'm thinking lawful neutral. Ah, uh, like and so the the it pulls her out of good because of all the bad she did at least. I think so. Yeah. I mean, she's clearly lawful. She's definitely lawful. I mean, there's yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. It's about hard that. to say she, what she did was evil. Uh, I guess you're right. It's rude. It's mean. But it's hard to say what she did was good. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. I guess you're right. Michelle goes in <laughs> lawful neutral. Uh, as much as I absolutely hate her. I, that is interestingly one of the characters that, you know, when you start thinking about the series, it's like, this is a really good story. Like, the games really are, really do have a really good story. And uh, all of these, like, side characters, sometimes, you know, they're give or take. But a lot of them are really good characters that you grow to actually care about over the over the series. And I think Michelle is a good example of that. Because, like, I think that's the main reason I was so upset is I'm like, why did they, like, they got me too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I started to like Michelle. Yep. Fuck her. Fuck Michelle. So we got our last two here. They're kind of a duo. We've got lead character, our final lead character from Grand Theft Auto V, Franklin Clinton, and his good friend Lamar Davis are our last two characters. Yeah. And these are two kind of goofy guys. You know, I think Lamar is a, just an absolute goofy kind of guy. Yeah, he's funny. He's almost like the comic relief in the scenes. Like, Tre- Franklin is already, like, uh, you know, he's not really uh, a bad guy at the start of the game. You know, he works uh, as a car repossessor, which is totally above above the board. But, uh, kinda. I mean, they're not really doing legit repos. Well, I mean, I guess not legitimate repos, but he does, I mean, he works for the car dealership, and the car dealership told him to go repossess the car, and he does. You yeah, know true. What I mean? So, I mean, and he was making good money on doing that, and it was, I think, when he goes to repossess one of Michael's cars that Michael... Michael roped him in. Yeah, and, like, gets him uh, all involved in the uh, in the, in the the criminal underbelly going on and get him in... Get him involved in heists because he's good at driving. That's like the main thing. Yeah, they needed somebody who could drive. So I mean, of all of these people, Franklin of at least of Grand Theft Auto Five, I think Franklin, based on just his inexperience and his his youthful age, I think like already is above everybody else. Like I think in terms of like morality. True. Yeah, he's definitely not evil. Definitely not evil. It's hard to say. Uh, could you argue that he's good? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I guess because so. he still does murders. He still does do murder, right? I mean, obviously, like, in, does he, he does. murder in the missions? Because I mean, obviously, you can murder all day long if you want to, but I don't know if he really does murder in the missions. He might. He does obviously a lot of driving and a lot of assisting in the heists and that kind of stuff. But you know, I think one of the main things, and you know, I know that you played the game differently there at the end, but. When I was playing the final mission where you can choose to save Trevor and Michael or you can choose to save one, uh-huh. you can save both, you can save neither, I saved them both with Franklin. And to me, <laughs> that's where I'm like, he is he's a good guy because, I mean, he didn't have to save both of them or or just even one of them. 
but he still does, you know what I mean? He goes through and he, he saves these guys who, I mean, technically didn't deserve to die. I don't know. He, You definitely can't say he's good, right? I mean, nobody's going to crack into the good category, are they? I don't think so. I, I don't think we're really dealing with a group of people who are good. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. And I clearly think, like, in missions, like when you're playing as Franklin, you are expected to kill. You will not yeah. progress if you do not kill. Yeah. There's no sort of like way you can get around it. And I don't think, I mean, I don't think Franklin necessarily likes doing it, but he does it. Fuck. And I mean, there are times though, like, you know, in his like little dialogue that, that you hear like right as the mission's ending when you're like walking to your car, he'll be like, man, shit. Right. Like, exactly. Like right. <laughs> Like, man, come on with this shit. He's tired of it. I don't... Where do you think that puts him? True neutral? I think so. True neutral. I think that makes the most sense. I think you're right. Because, like, he's not necessarily evil. He's not good, but he's not lawful either. So, like, where else can you put him? He, he's got to be true neutral, I guess. Interestingly, he would be the first Clinton to be neutral. Because, as you know, Clinton, Hillary Clinton has killed 90 <laughs> yeah, people. Chaotic evil. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, chaotic evil for Hillary. But Lamar, now he obviously, he's a kind of an, uh, of all the side characters that we chose, Lamar's kind of the most inconsequential, right? I mean, yeah. he hardly has anything to do with anything. He's just kind of bumping along. He gets it, you know, he helps out when need be, but he's he's really just the, the, the comic relief, so to speak. Maybe that could put Lamar at chaotic good by all of our standards. Yeah, I guess you're right. Does he really kill? Not that I can think of. I mean, he definitely he would be one to to be to be firing out the side of a window during a mission, right? I mean, so like he yeah. could totally be killing that way. Let me see what it says on GrandTheftAutoWiki.com. Good resource, right? It says here he is described as crazy by Rockstar Games. It's all just like kidnapping and doing drug deals. No murdering yet. I think by maybe Grand Theft Auto standards, he could be chaotic good. He might be. He might be. He he really just, he, he is just really a side character. He just helps to set up deals, but it doesn't look like he's done much killing. Lamar actually comes and helps in the final mission. And it says after he, you know, he lives at the end of the game. Yeah, I think, you know what? <laughs> we need one shoe in. Lamar Davis, we're putting you in chaotic good uh, because, you know, you're still... You still got all that chaos. Rockstar calls you crazy. So, folks, there you have it. The completed <laughs> uh, Austin Zach 0 Grand Theft Auto characters alignment chart. We've got uh, in, let's see, Lamar Davis, Chaotic Good, Michelle at Lawful Neutral, Nico Bellic, Lester Crest, and Franklin Clinton in True Neutral, Roman Bellic, CJ and Gay Tony in Chaotic Neutral. Big Smoke, Lance Vance, and Michael DeSanta, the Betrayers, are all a neutral evil. And, who could forget, Trevor Phillips and Tommy Versetti are chaotic evil <laughs> kings. Folks, I've been waiting 10 years for Grand Theft Auto 5 6 at this point. Uh, I played, Let's bring it out. I played Grand Theft Auto 5 in Chicago for the, you know, and, and, and with you for the first time all those years ago when it came out right after we graduated high school. I'm sick of waiting for the new game. And at this point, it's gone so long that my my expectations are equally astronomical and also absolutely abysmal because I feel like I'm destined <laughs> right. I'm destined to be disappointed if I just keep really like 
when it came out, I'm like, okay, in the next game, I want to be able to go into every building. And then now, you know, I'm like, I want to be able to go into every building. I want there to be three cities. I want to be able to travel between cities. I want to do this. I want to do that. Because the rumors have gone so crazy over the last 10 years that everything you hear, you're like, well, that sounds like a great idea. So now if it doesn't have three cities and three protagonists and potentially the first female protagonist and it doesn't have, uh, you know, a new city and it doesn't have the bigger an even bigger map than before and it doesn't have it's like I'm, I feel like I'm going to be disappointed uh-huh. so it's hard to keep your expectations so high because they are so high but also to keep them so low and to only have such little rumblings of the actual truth about what's going on with this game and when it's coming out it guaranteed to be uh, one of the biggest selling games the second it comes out just because of the sheer number of people who are anticipating it yep so Rockstar, if you're out there, we want to add more characters to this fucking list. Let us revisit this alignment chart. I can't wait till we can. I would love to revisit this alignment chart and just have, especially after having a brand new game fresh on our mind, to just add like so many characters from the incredible Grand Theft Auto 6, which, you know, when it came out, it was eight, we were able to get the PS6. There was no problem <laughs> getting it. And the game runs perfectly, and it was less than $1,000 all combined. That's all I want. Like, yep. I just, I feel like we need to start saving today to be able to play Grand Theft Auto 6 when it finally comes out. Right. Well, folks, we'll be revisiting this list in five or six years when the game finally comes the fuck out. And if it never comes out, then this is the last Grand Theft Auto alignment you'll ever see on Motif, but let's hope that that game comes the fuck out. Come on, Rockstar. We want it. Bring it. Until then, folks, stay moat. You going inside? I fucking can't go your ass inside. See if you ever see me again, you fucking cunt.